Hey, welcome to Rest is Best, a podcast brought to you by Healthy and Sleep. My name is Laura. I am a mother and a certified pediatric sleep consultant. I firmly believe that when it comes to sleep, rest is best. And how you get there is a unique and personal journey between you and your little one. But let's face it, sometimes navigating that journey can be exhausting. That's why I've created this podcast. It's for mums, dads, and parents-to-be who want practical, effective, and uncomplicated advice to help you and your family get a little more rest. Finishing these episodes wanting more amazing sleep advice? Download my free 22-page guide all about naps now at www.healthyandsleep.uk. Let's get into today's episode. Happy Friday, OMG. Talk about like a last minute podcast dump. Uh, (laughs) It is 8.40 a.m. on Friday, the 9th of September. I've literally just got home from the nursery run and I start work at 10. So um, I just thought I would jump on very, very quickly because I want to re-release one of my episodes from season one today. Um, It's an episode that I often refer to parents to when they ask questions about how they can get their child to sleep through the night or how they can get their child falling asleep independently. Um, And I essentially explain what that looks like um, in that episode. And I was listening to it the other day and just thought, this is a banging episode. I'm going to re-release it for anyone who is a new listener um, or who hasn't had the time to kind of scroll back um, to the beginning. Um, Before we get into it, though, my transitioning to a toddler bed guide is now live. It is $9.99, that's in pounds, um, and it will take you on the journey from transitioning to a cot to a toddler bed or a floor bed, whichever you decide. Um, It's got a shopping list, it's got a safety checklist, it's got preparation guide, it's got a full kind of breakdown of what you need to do for those first kind of couple of weeks. Um, and a step-by-step method um, to do it as seamlessly as possible. Now, all toddlers are different and they all respond differently to change. So it's important to kind of read through the methods, um, follow your gut and be consistent, but you can make little adaptations here and there if it's going to result Um, in a more kind of seamless transition for your child. Um, But the ultimate goal is to have them going to sleep in their bed and staying in their bed uh, or at least falling asleep in their room. A lot of toddlers will fall asleep on the floor or under the bed or in like all these really random places in their room. That's completely okay. Um, It just takes time and practice for them to actually, you know, fall asleep in their bed and stay in their bed. Um, So, yeah, grab the guide. It's $9.99 now. It's available at www.healthyandsleep.uk under the sleep guide section. Um, And if you've got any questions, feel free to send me a DM. And if you're a toddler mum, I am sending you all the positive vibes because life is really, really hard with a toddler. Um, Anyway, enough from me. Let's get into teaching independent sleep. Who sleeps in your bed with you? 
last week on the podcast, I spoke about the science behind sleep cycles and the reasons that after the age of four months, you may find that your baby is a lot harder to settle through the night and for naps. And uh, I touched on some ways that you could get support during that time and some of the things that you can do to resolve those wakings. One of the things I talked about was teaching your child to fall asleep independently um, and thus being able to link sleep cycles overnight and fall asleep independently for naps as well. So since last week's episode, I've gotten loads and loads of questions and loads of DMs on Instagram um, about what that actually means. Um, and what that process looks like. So today's episode is all about teaching independent sleep. What does it mean? Uh, How is it done? Why would you do it? And where can you get support or who can help you navigate that journey of teaching your little one to fall asleep independently? Um, Let me start off by saying there are a lot of opinions when it comes to this topic and there honestly is no right or wrong. I'm going to be sharing my beliefs and talking about what I am trained and certified in and the things that I have experience with, with my own son and with all of the the families and babies that I work with in this job. When it comes to baby sleep and how they sleep, there's two different camps. There's one camp with the belief that it's biologically normal for your baby to wake multiple times in the night. And so the best thing to do is to respond each time until they start sleeping more consistently on their own, which usually happens anytime after one to two years. The other camp, which is the camp that I'm in, believe that 100% yes, it is biologically normal for babies to wake frequently in the night for all the reasons I discussed on the last episode of the podcast. But we also believe that although we are biologically driven to sleep, the skill of falling asleep and sleeping through the night and linking sleep cycles is something that is learned. And whether you teach your child how to do this or they eventually learn themselves, every human being needs to learn how to sleep through the night. The important thing to consider here is what these wake-ups mean for you. If your child is waking frequently in the night and you're okay with getting up each time to respond with a feed or rocking or comforting or however you like, then you should absolutely continue to do so. Not teaching your child independent sleep is not going to do them any harm. In fact, Whatever is making you and them happy and whatever is giving you joy is going to be the best thing for your child. The one thing I would say is that it is important to teach children boundaries as they get older and sometimes those boundaries will be related to sleep. Um, So there will be times where you need to respond in a different way or, um, you know, teach your child that it is time to go to bed and it is not time to get up, um, you know, and go through that process as a family. Now, on the other hand, if you're like most families who I work with and speak to, the relentless night wakings and perpetual catnaps really start to take a toll on you. 
we live in a world right now where support is limited. We don't have access to our village. And even if we did, getting up to rock your baby back to sleep six times a night might still not be the best thing for you. Choosing to teach independent sleep or not is simply a parenting choice. It's like choosing how to educate your child in anything else. Everything has pros and cons, and so it is completely down to what works for your family. And that is it. That's all that goes into it. Sleep coaching is one of these few things in life where there is literally no evidence that can say what lasting effects it has or doesn't have on your child. But there is a lot of evidence to say that when we are looking at things like secure attachment and fostering empathetic, beautiful, kind children who will grow up to have amazing relationships in their future, the mother's emotional state is the number one factor in how that plays out. So if your emotional state is happy, calm, relaxed when you're having these bedtime battles or you're waking frequently in the night to attend to your child, then that is the best thing for you and your child. But if you are not, which I would say the majority of us aren't, the majority of us don't find joy in getting up a million times a night and rocking our baby to sleep for hours and hours. If your emotional state is being affected by that and you are feeling anxious or you are feeling nervous or down or exhausted, that is not a good emotional state for your child to feed off. And trying to put on this hat of being able to regulate your emotions and be responsive and be empathetic towards your child when you are severely sleep deprived is near impossible. And I wouldn't expect even the most patient, calm, incredible parent um, to be able to do that every day. Sleep deprivation is a form of torture for a reason. Um, it affects everything we do. And I would hate for anyone to feel like they are hitting rock bottom before it's okay to make a change. So what would that change look like? There are a multitude of ways to teach your child to sleep independently. And there are lots of different names for it as well. The most common name is sleep training. Um, I prefer to use the term sleep coaching because it is about coaching the parent and coaching the child through the process. Training is sounds very, um, you know, like this is what you need to do, go and do it. And that's just not what it is. Um, you might have also heard of it called uh, sleep teaching. There are lots and lots of different ways that um, – this process is described. If you listened to the podcast last week, you will understand what is happening throughout the night as your child is waking every couple of hours or so. And that is they are looking for the thing that put them to sleep. So it is a widely accepted 
notion that the initiation of sleep, whether that be independent or non-independent, will then dictate how your child behaves throughout the rest of the night. So if they are falling asleep being rocked, every time they cycle out of a sleep cycle overnight, which we know is around every 90 minutes, they will wake looking for the same thing that got them to sleep in this circumstance being rocked. When we teach independent sleep, we are teaching your child that they can initiate sleep without being rocked or without being fed or without being held. And this is all it is. We need to show them how to initiate sleep because once they know how to do that on their own, they can then do that throughout the night and eventually they will do that for naps as well. And that's when we see these nice big one and a half, two hour naps happening because your child has developed the skill to link two sleep cycles together and have a nice long restorative nap, which is where they get into that beautiful deep sleep where their cells regenerate, they get their energy back and they're ready to continue on with their day. So when it comes to teaching this skill, it's not something that you can just do off the cuff. Um, You can't just read lots of different things on Google and try and, you know, attempt a few things one night and then something else the next night. It is a real process for you and your child to go through. And it takes a lot of consistency. And just like when you learn any other new skill or any other habit, you have to practice And you need to be there for your little one to help them practice. So when we talk about falling asleep independently, we need to give them the space to do that. This looks differently for every child and every family. But the one thing that I always say to parents is when we're going through this process, try not to put your own feelings upon your child. So your baby is more than likely easygoing, you know, goes with the flow, adapts, maybe gets upset when they're cranky or um, maybe they have a short temper, but, you know, they always can figure things out and come around and be a happy little baby that's what's going on when they're falling asleep. But we so often place our own feelings about what is going on upon our child um, and assume that that's how they're feeling as well, when most of the time that is not the case. That's why it's really important to work with a sleep coach that gives you, you know, a few different options for sleep coaching methods because different children respond differently depending on their temperament. And it's not about you. (laughs) Um, As mean as that sounds, it's not about you and how you feel when you go through this process. Obviously, you need to feel confident and you need to feel calm that going through this process and doing this is the right thing for you and your family. 
but it's more important to use a method that suits your child. So for example, if you have a very social, determined, excitable baby who is trying to fall asleep on their own, if you are going into the room every couple of minutes or if you're in the room trying to, um, you know, support them and pat their bottom and whatever it is that you're doing to try to get them to sleep, that is potentially going to prolong the process and hinder them in being able to develop and practice this skill on their own. Whichever method you are using to teach your child independent sleep, the key thing is the first time they figure out how to fall asleep without being rocked, without being fed, without being held is huge. That is the biggest moment of this whole process. That first time that they initiate sleep completely on their own turns the dial and it's only forward from that moment. From that moment on, it's just about practice. So for the first couple of nights, your baby will be practicing this skill of falling asleep on their own throughout the night and for bedtime. And then usually by the third night, they're like, hey, I get this now. I am totally confident in doing this. And you will be starting to see massive differences in their ability to stay asleep overnight and the length of time it's taking them to fall asleep at bedtime. Even though I'm saying independently on their own, you are there to guide them through this process. It is not about you popping them in a room and saying goodnight and leaving them to figure it out on their own. You are offering reassurance when they need it. And it's about being able to read your baby and really understand when they're asking for that reassurance. Because a lot of the time, our babies whinge and protest and make all sorts of funny noises when they're winding down, when they're figuring things out. That doesn't mean they're asking us to come in and do it for them. That just means that they're figuring it out and they need a bit of space. But when they do need you, they will tell you and their communication style will change. And that is when you will be there to reassure them, to comfort them, whether that's you're already in the room because you're doing a method where you stay in the room or whether that's you're in there within a couple of minutes because you're doing a method where you know, you are on standby for them when they need you. Whatever method and process that you're going through, at no point will your baby feel like you've abandoned them or feel like they've been left to fend for themselves because that is just not how the majority of sleep coaches that I know and and certainly myself, that is not how this process works. Once your child has learnt to initiate sleep on their own, they will start 
sleeping through the night unless they require night feeds, which you will still continue to give them. And if you're breastfeeding, that is perfectly okay. You can continue to breastfeed um, through the night if your baby needs it. And if you're bottle feeding, you will continue to offer a bottle until your baby doesn't need it through the night anymore, which in my experience is usually once they are established on three solid meals a day. So I would always advise clients to follow baby's lead, keep at least one night feed in until that point where they are ready and actually the feed is causing more disruption overnight because they're then not hungry for their morning feed. So at that point, we would look to drop that feed completely. The beauty of going through this process and giving your child this gift of independent sleep is it not only gives them the tools to be able to get the rest and the deep sleep that they need to learn and grow and develop, but it gives you the opportunity to go out and do the things that you love, like a date night with your husband or your wife or going out with the girls or going out with the boys or whatever it is that you have felt too restricted by the weight of having to put your child to sleep every night that weight will be lifted and that is good for you, that is good for your family and that is good for your child as well. So I hope that has given you a little bit more insight into what this whole sleep coaching, teaching independent sleep thing is all about. Um, But if you would still like to learn more, then please head to my website or check out Halcyon Sleep on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed that refresh of teaching independent sleep. It's never too late to teach your child how to fall asleep independently and sleep through the night. I speak to a lot of mums and dads whose kids are kind of two, two and a half, three, and um, they've never slept through the night. Um, But as we learned on last week's episode with Dr. Kenzara, your child is capable of sleeping through the night from around six months, even as early as four months. Um, And that might still include a feed, um, but all babies are capable of learning this skill. Um, It's just about whether you want to teach them. So um, if you you want more information, um, I've recorded a live webinar um, which is available on my website. If you go to um, online sleep school, uh, online sleep courses, you'll find a button for the webinar in there. And I explain all the sleep training methods um, in more detail and talk a little bit about um, what the steps are to rolling out a sleep plan and teaching independent sleep. Um, I will catch you next week and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.